1: Welcome to another exciting episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, a Trainer Thatch, here today with my exciting co-hosts. We've got, I think, Claude? That's the order, right?
2: Yeah. yeah. I'm Claude, yeah,
1: hi. Uh, Claude. And we've also got, uh, the West Coast, Best Coast, Mark. Oh, hi. Or Forrester.
2: Yeah, it's, it's East Coast, West Coast, right?
1: <laughs> sure. Okay. Yes, <laughs> uh, uh, but yes, we are, of course, the, uh, the Puckle Podcast, where we talk everything from the video game to trading card game to everything in between. Uh, and we're here to talk about some fun stuff today. I thought about you a lot this week, Mark. I am really? sure you saw before we recorded, I was playing this game about beavers.
0: Oh, oh, fun. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, it's called Timberborn. It made me think of you because you do forestry stuff. Oh, man. Oh, that's. I have opinions about beavers. So that's fun.
1: Oh, dude. Okay. I don't care. Um, these beavers are like okay. super advanced. Like it's called like you're it, it's like you're trying to help these beavers survive droughts that happen once a month.
0: Once a month. Whoa. OK.
1: Yeah. Something like that. The river dries up. It's a big deal. <laughs> and it's uh, you just like build a little civilization for them. I don't know. It's like the most laid back city building game I've ever played because I have yet to suffer any consequences.
0: <laughs> no alien invasions or anything. No, like, well, like, my beavers
1: have been hungry and thirsty before, but, like, I don't know if there's, like, a point where they just die from it. I haven't hit that, and I haven't been trying very hard. Well, that means you're doing something right, then, if they're not actually dying. Yeah, I don't, okay, so, like, it is a legit question that I have if they can actually die in Timberborn. (laughs) (laughs) My my friend at work got me into this, and it's really bad. Oh, no. Like, I don't know if, if, like,
0: the beavers can, can die. Like, I don't even know. I mean well, then what's the point of like the, of the there are no consequences that the beavers just live through disasters? Uh,
1: it turns out that the beavers can die okay, so you, you haven't screwed up that bad, so I haven't screwed up bad enough yet. They've all been thirsty before though, and I've had to like make the comeback from that <laughs> so it's uh it's definitely a thing it's definitely a thing, but yeah it's a it's a fun game that's that's what I've been doing. I mean, I also played some <laughs> other things, but I have played some Pokemon, but that's a completely different uh different thing. Uh, what have you guys been up to? Anything fun?
2: I- I've had a never-ending continuation of people staying at my house for the past, like, four weeks. So exciting. Had, uh, uh, yeah. So I haven't gotten a chance to do a lot. <laughs> Always have to entertain people.
1: I completely understand. I know yeah, that life. Yeah. What about you, Mark? Anything, anything cool, exciting, interesting?
0: Well, the only Pokemon stuff I've done recently was I spent around $300 on Pokemon games. Wait, and what did uh, you buy? So, okay. So did you buy one copy of Black 2? I'm going to I'm going to tell you the games and you're going to tell me which game you think was expensive. I can right. tell you. I probably know.
2: Yeah, I'm pr- same.
0: Okay, I bought a copy of X. Okay. Right. Okay. I, ca- I bought some stuff from the eShop before it closed. Yep. Uh I bought a White 2. Okay, so that's the expensive okay. one. Done. Yeah. yeah. Continue. <laughs> Anyways, that, that that's it basically. That that's the two hundred dollar uh, yeah. game right
1: there. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It was it was very pricey. Um, but I've been playing it and enjoying it. But you know, no white two and black two, I think, are some of the best in the series.
2: I actually, yeah, that's what nice. I did this past week. Is I in my free time, I played through. I think white two again.
1: Yeah, I think they're oh. some of the best in the series. I think it was at the time of the Pokemon formula, like, really rolling, and they were, be- I don't know, like, the way the games developed, right, they usually go, when they start a generation, they immediately start on the next generation after it's released, right? And I think mm-hmm. they saw the reception of black and white, which was not super positive, and yeah. they just hard-turned and were just like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, and they went and they made this, uh they made X and Y, but in between that, we got black and white, too, which I think, actually, I mean, it redeemed a lot of Gen 5's failings. I think
0: so. I think it, it's you, they're distinct enough as different games. Yeah. At least from what I've seen so far yeah. that I they, think they it's a... they are very... They are very different, yes. They stand alone.
2: Now, here is my hot take after playing, you know, all of the games recently. I think it is the most fleshed out of all of the games and has the best um, way to play.
1: I don't disagree with you, actually, mm-hmm. at all. I, I like, agree,
2: and I'm, I'm speaking entirely of challenge mode. And only of challenge mode.
1: I think, I think the amount of content period in Black and White 2 is very high. I think they, I think it is, like you said, very fleshed out in terms of content, in terms of things you can do. I mean, there's, there's a lot. When I, I remember when it came out, I got stupid into Join Avenue. Like, I was super addicted to that.
2: I loved the tournament. What was it? The, uh, Oh, yeah, I know exactly
1: what one we're talking Yeah, the World Tournament was very good as well.
2: Because I, I can't tell you how many hours I spent in Emerald playing the Pokemon Dome, like, in the Yep uh, Battle Frontier, just because it was yep. a tournament setting. And I loved that idea of, oh, I can see what they're going to do. Hmm, I should bring these people this time. Yep. And I, th- I thought it was the coolest thing in the whole world. And the amount of hours I've logged into that one battle facility... Is nuts.
1: <laughs> I I think the whole Battle Frontier was very good. I I mean, obviously they didn't make it for the masses. They made it for people like us, and we're not the general population. Yes. But
2: I am a hundred percent the general population. What are you talking?
1: About? I wish we were the general population. We'd still be getting Battle Frontiers uh, because yeah, it wasn't quite my thing. But I understand the appeal. Yeah. No. 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 It's. uh It was a. Uh, I mean, I like the Battle Frontier as post game content because it makes you think, and it makes you think in weird ways. I wish there. I think the problem with the Battle Frontier and the way it was originally instituted is that there's no there's no ramp for that learning curve, you know what I mean? Correct. Like, if you're just playing Pokemon and you haven't studied it like we have, there's no way, like, playing the game that you're going to be like, oh, I can handle the Battle Frontier and do really well.
2: Nope. Well, oh, uh, certain parts of it you can. Uh, yes. The Battle Factory you can learn.
1: Yes, I, I mm-hmm. agree with that. But that's about it. Like... I think the rest of it becomes very difficult, and you can't optimize properly, unless you're EV training and breeding properly.
2: So, the the first part of it, no. So, they purposely put two levels of everything. To get the silver medals, you can go in with like an, a post-game team and do yes. pretty okay. To actually get gold and everything, it requires a lot of work.
1: Yes, I agree with you. And I think that's kind of what's unfair. I, okay. I don't know, like... I want to play the Emerald Battle Frontier, but with like modern conveniences. You know what I mean? Such as, well, okay. So in Emerald, because breeding's like way different in Emerald than it is in any other game right now. Like if you if you look at Gen three breeding, it is not a fun time. You aren't Mm. passing down like any IVs from the parents. Uh, You can get the natures. That was the game that where they introduced Emerald specifically was the game where they introduced the Everstone for the natures. And that's it. That's it. That's all you're getting. And so I would have really liked to have a game where you can, I mean, even with just bottle caps now, just being able to take a team and like build it real quick so I can go do Battle Frontier stuff, I would love that.
2: It just sounds like you just need a copy of Emerald that is in the post game that you can just PK Hex into and...
1: No, no, no. You are correct. I can do that, but I would love to do it now with the new Pokemon. I don't know. Like, I, I think... I think we could have like modern battle frontier with new facilities because they kind of do that a little bit occasionally. They give us new stuff. Like, uh, if you look at the Isle of Armor, we got that cool quote unquote facility where you had to like monotype it, yeah. which I thought was really Fair cool. Know, yeah. And I would love for something. I would love new facility ideas like that to pop up from time to time and give us more, more challenges like that in game. I think, I think right now they're like, they're almost there too. Cause like they, they gave us the Isle of Armor, for example, which kind of made everything easier in terms of customizing your Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is the time to introduce battle facilities. And maybe they're going to do it in the DLC. Like, maybe that's what DLC 2 is all about.
2: That, that's what my hopes are. It, it's My hope is for the DLC. Like, point.
1: DLC 2 does have, like, those four trainers that we just don't know anything about in the artwork. And maybe okay. they're, like, essentially frontier brains. Like, this generation could be nutso's if they're just like, hey, here's the equivalent... Of uh of DLC, everything
2: you've been asking for. Congratulations!
1: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I'm not holding my breath. Yeah, I mean, why would you hold your breath for anything for Game Freak to give us that we want? Yeah, I mean, after this,
2: Pokemon Conquest too. Pokemon,
1: okay, Pokemon Conquest is a clunky mess. That is my hot take.
2: All right, so the fun part is I do have a a ROM hack of the game that made it a lot more fun and difficult.
1: It's just very clunky. I don't think the game's difficulty is an issue. I think it's just very clunky.
2: I don't think it's difficult if you know what you're doing, but that's just because I, I know all the mechanics.
1: Yeah, because there was one game made. Claude is barging in charge. There's one game made. I like. I think conquest is a fun idea. I just don't think that it, its implementation in retrospect is very good, considering like newer Fire Emblem.
2: That's fine.
1: That's my that's my only hot take. Okay. I mean, I enjoy yeah. Conquest as much as the next person, and I would love to see th- something like that reiterated reiter- upon, but it needs an iteration. Like, it needs a refresh.
2: Well, I'm tired of Mystery Dungeon. I'd rather see Conquest than Mystery Dungeon.
0: I don't disagree with you. I mean, that, that might be the next thing. I mean, you never know. I would love no, they, New They, they
2: love Mystery Dungeon, and they're going to milk that for so much more than anything else.
1: I think they just have a better relationship with Chinsoft.
2: That's also probably it. You know what I miss? I miss OG Rumble.
1: Uh, kind of. I can understand, like, the audience for that. I don't know. We, I feel like we just came from a time, and I guess we'll talk about it later today, but we came from a time when, like, there was just, like, a bloat of spinoff games, and we got a lot of good ones in there. I mean, I think there were a lot of garbage ones in there, too.
2: Oh, uh, true, true. True. Uh,
1: like, look at, looking at you, Pokemon Dash, but.
2: I was gonna say, look at you, my Pokemon Ranch. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm not as mad about my Pokemon Ranch considering its predecessor, but Fair. Uh, <laughs> considering its predecessor, I think it was better. But yes, yes, stuff like
2: that. I, but I think that's what Pokemon is currently missing is I, I think of all these old older generations where it's like, all right, we have these main games, but there were always like, you know, we'd have the three years of the main game, but there'd always be like an extra side game they'd throw out in the middle of it. That, would, that kept things different.
1: We kind of got that with Pokemon Snap.
2: Yeah, Snap came back. Okay, okay came we got Pokemon Snap. Yep. But, like, I'm thinking, like, in between Gen 3 and, you know, Gen 4. You don't... And- wait, You
1: are you telling me you don't appreciate Pokemon Cafe Remix? No, I don't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Cafe Remix hater. I'm sorry.
1: Uh, aren't we all?
2: But, like, I, I think of, like, the things that, like, we used to have. And I'm like, alright, like you had Pokemon Mystery Dungeon that came out with Gen 3... You had Pokemon uh, Coliseum and of Darkness.
1: Pokemon Mystery Dungeon came out with a lot of things other than Gen Three.
2: Yeah, but it, it started in Gen Three, is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, no, we did have a lot of things. Um, yeah, we can certainly talk about that later. Uh, but <laughs>
2: well, let's, about let's go before later. I rant on forever. Yes,
1: I know you. All right, so this is we're gonna wrap up here before uh, Claude uh, goes crazy, and we're gonna kick it on over to the news. So let's cue that epic music.
2: Radio this just in.
1: Welcome to the news. We've got a few things in the news, and I'll let uh, Mark
0: kick it off. Yeah, so Scarlet and Violet, the latest seven star raid is Ice and Teleon, uh, not to be confused with Glaceon. Uh, it likes to spam Blizzard, but it's ultimately pretty weak to a lot of Pokemon, only having Snipe Shot, uh, Blizzard, Dark Pulse, and Tearful Look as its standard moves. Wow. Also,
2: what does what Tearful Look do?
0: Uh, tearful look. I don't Great
2: know, question.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like familiar. tearful look in Pokemon is one of those new moves, right? That's a Gen it, Eight is, it, it is.
2: I'm thinking fake tears was lost no. It, it's
1: a Gen Eight move, not even a Gen Nine move. It exists in Gen Gen Eight. Wow. Um, is it's it just a, be,
2: move, I'm sorry, it must oh, be a move yeah. Sabo got because he cried all uh, the time. Uh, Gen uh, seven.
1: actually, yes. Um,
2: it Gen was in Gen Seven, seven, seven actually. Uh, Pseudo
1: Wudo, yeah. Bonsly, and Wishy Washy got it. Gudra has it. Uh, tearful look. Yeah, it lowers the opponent's uh, attack and special attack one stage, oh, and it also okay. it also has no accuracy.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. There's its niche.
1: It's like uh, it's like a leer and a growl combined. Fun. There we go. Ta da! Yeah. Uh the Global Challenge 3 signups are live in Scarlet and Violet. Um it starts May fifth. In if you participate, you get an Ultra Ball backpack yeah. Wow. Yep. Uh also <laughs> also in Pokemon Unite, Chandelure released this past week. Cool. Uh if you still play Pokemon Unite, there you go. Um and I'll let Claude go now. In Pokemon Go.
2: Oh gosh, yeah, we have go news. Um, all right, oh, let's okay. see how fast that's I can most
1: major. of the news. Actually, go ahead. <laughs> really? Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> all right,
2: the Instinctive a Hero event runs May second to May eighth. The event focuses on hatching eggs, boosting shiny odds from hatching, adding Larvesta to the game as a possibility PokéStop egg, um, and Pokemon like Mr. Mime, sorry, like Mime Junior and Timber will also be available in seven K eggs. Yay! I know that's yeah. what
0: everyone cared about, was excited about. Sure. Um, <laughs> uh, Mark's turn. Oh yeah. yes.
2: There's more. Embrace the loot box.
0: Uh, Saturday, May 6th, will be a raid day for Cleavor. Ooh. Uh, you can get uh, five free raid passes from gems and use up to ten remote passes. How kind. Yeah,
1: because they yeah. put a limit on that. That's so nice of them. I didn't realize they put a limit on that. That's yeah, they put a limit on it, so it's uh,
0: it's only five a day or something.
1: Which I'm just
0: I'm never going to have that many at a time anyways.
1: okay. so like for normal people, it's not an issue. I think the people that were making the biggest think about it, and this is probably why it hasn't been successful in like um, Champion against Niantic is because it only really hurts people who are like content creators for Pokemon Go and like the really like grindy players that are remote rating all of the time.
0: I'm assuming because you'd have to be paying because there's no way yeah. you're grinding that from just like in-game uh, coins. No,
1: no, in-game you only get like one a week. <clears throat> yeah, for free. but I
0: mean, like even just buying them, you know what
1: I mean? Yeah, like buying you, them, they, they're like they're like five bucks uh, for three or something like that. They raised the price a little bit too, but right, it, it's that. still like five bucks for three. And I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm not a power user for Pokemon Go when I do play, so it doesn't really bother me. And even then, like, yeah. when I do play, I only play when it is actually nice enough for me to go play outside. So I don't mind, like, if they're like, oh, you have to go actually walk to the raid instead of remote raid now. Like, I, d- I don't mind, you know? No, that's but,
0: totally fair. Um, Sometimes I don't want to leave my house, so.
1: No, I totally get that, too. Um, But I don't know if you're going to want to raid five times a day.
0: Dude, I don't make, like I said, I don't generate that many, like coins yeah on a regular basis in the game to, like and i don't put any money any no real money towards it oh, so no. I don't.
1: there's no way there's no way you would be doing it anyway if you're generating game coins like there's just yeah, no way you have to be
0: paying like yeah how much money a day just to do
1: that you'd have to you'd have to spend something like 20 bucks a day to break this i think so that's I, crazy yeah it yeah it's fine <laughs> um GoFest Go dates were released this week in Osaka and London. They are going to be August fourth to sixth. In New York, it's going to be August eighteenth to twentieth. Uh, the, globally, it's going to be the twenty sixth and twenty seventh of August. Cost is fifteen dollars, and purchasing it before July fifth gets you a timed research in June. Wait, how does that work? Oh, I guess it's in June. Okay, okay, sure. Yeah. Words are hard. Um, all right, Claude, all right. I'm, gonna you, I'm gonna let you finish with this TCG
2: news. Sure. Uh, as a As official English previews have begun for Paldea Evolved, we now know that our August set will be called Obsidian Flames. Isn't that exciting?
1: Because there's a dark type Charizard, so...
0: Oh, I was gonna say, like, what's the catch here?
1: Yeah, uh, they find... So, like, the first two sets, they're doing terrestrialization where the Pokemon just terrestrializes into its own type, and then we're pretty sure that, like, by the third set, they're gonna be like, now they can be different types! Yep. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> and that's um, gonna be oh. and welcome to the new TCG Delta species will be everywhere because I'm sure they won't I'm sure they can't hold themselves back and they'll make the Charizard like decent
2: um yes and before while we're on TCG uh the Puckle TCG tournament signups are yes. only live for a little bit longer that's yes,
1: true I signed up so I'm so excited sign up
2: it'll be you know same format as we usually do five rounds of Swiss everyone three wins or better moves on to top yep. cut yay it's our standard tournament format. It's going to be fun. Best of three. Have yep. a good time.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Uh, Puckle's Pokey Prediction now. Only three starters for seven-star raids. Chestnut, Delphox, and Rillaboom. Uh, uh, what types do you think we'll see them get, and who will be next? Uh, All right, oh, so there's next only three starters be... left in the game code. That's what he's trying to say. Okay.
2: Yeah. So the next one I'm guessing is going to be Rillaboom, and I think it's just going to be Terragrass.
1: I, I don't, th- no, it's not gonna be Rillaboom, cause we just, we're doing Inteleon now. Um, it's gonna be Chestnut yeah. and Delphox.
2: Is that the order they've gone in?
1: Well, they haven't, they haven't doubled up like generations, right? <laughs> cause Cinderace was like back in January.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true.
1: Um, and then we got like Greninja after that, and then we got, I mean, then they did like all the Hisuian starters, and now we're on Intellion. Okay. I mean, I would love, if it is Rillaboom, if is the next one, I think Pokemon Home will be right after that.
2: I think it's going to be why? relevant, and I'm predicting it's going to be uh,
1: uh, I will explain why. Why I, is that the thing? Uh, uh, well, I think one of two things, Mark. Either they're going to finish out all three of them, and then we get Pokemon Home, um, mm-hmm. because then it makes it exciting and people want to go get them. Or, they finish out the Gen 8 starters, they call it a day, and then we get, the, uh, we get Home, and the DLC will be soon after, and then the DLC is when we get, you know... Del Fox and Chestnut and Greninja. Wait,
0: I thought the DLC was until fall.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. It's in the fall. Yeah. Okay. so okay. That's when we I get see. them like officially, officially. <clears throat> like they're in the DLC kind of like how like Bulbasaur and uh, Squirtle were in Isle of Armor. Mm, okay. Which they will be again anyway. <clears throat> I, yeah, also, yeah, I also, I also kind of expect like a game. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a an actual game update to Sword and Shield when Pokemon came out or Pokemon Home came out and we added in Squirtle and Bulbasaur. Oh uh, yeah. Didn't they, they they did they're, they're in not in the show. code. They're not in the code. Which is very confusing to me why they just didn't put them in. Yeah, uh, they knew they were gonna release them eventually. Um uh, I mean they, they are in like the hidden Pokedex entries for like the DLC. So that's not super surprising, but you know. It is what it is. But yeah, I don't know. I like I could see I can so I could see like Rillaboom coming out and Rillaboom. Uh, being like rock or ground type or something.
2: Oh,
0: I could see it being
1: electric type because it's in a band.
2: What electric move does it get though? It doesn't get an electric move though. Oh, uh,
1: I it does get like stomping tantrum or something, doesn't it? It does, yeah. So I figured mm-hmm. ground would be sure reasonable.
2: I think it's Sneak grass, yeah. That would be uh, I think they'll be boring I, and grass.
1: They, they haven't been boring yet.
2: Uh, what was Cinderace?
1: Cinderace was fighting. Cinderace was fighting because it was high jump kicking you in the face all the time.
0: I don't know. I have I have very little opinion on this to be completely honest because I have just given up on raids. Dude, the raids are fun though. I They, they cleaned them up a lot in the last update, so... Okay, maybe that's what I'm missing because I just... I got so done with... I'm so done with them. It was so bad with how well
1: it was... Like, it's a good idea in just letting you just click the buttons and not have to wait for people. But the mm-hmm. problem was they had a lot of issues where, like, the things were stacked so inefficiently that mm-hmm. you just wouldn't be able to play for two minutes anyway. Yep. Uh, which I think defeats the purpose of, like, everybody attacking at once. Um, especially against yeah. the big seven-star raids. But they've cut, I think they've cleaned it up since then. At least when I was, like, doing some of the more recent ones, it didn't feel that way.
0: Yeah, maybe I'll try it again. I don't know. It's been several months since I've touched the game, to be completely honest. I completely understand.
2: Yeah, i I want to go back, but I just have not had the time.
1: I completely understand. Well, all right, that is going to be it for the news. We are going to go ahead and we're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge.
0: Oh, hi, and welcome to the Poke Quiz the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokémon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokémon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokédex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The hosts can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point welcome to
1: the trivia we are gonna go ahead and get started thank you for that introduction mark you did the introduction yeah. so we appreciate that uh we're gonna go ahead though and we're gonna ask you your first question today your first question is gonna to come to you from british Gent, and boy is he on a manga kick manga oh time friend. pokemon used to show off and tease the next gen of pokemon at the end of the current series in pokemon adventures gold and silver which pokemon was teased first in the
0: manga Oh, no, I haven't gotten this far. Uh, I don't
1: know <laughs> I will, anything about the manga. Um, I will tell you it is the one of the first poke, Gen 3 Pokemon that was also teased
0: in the anime. Ah, uh, Blaziken. What was the th- what was teased in Gen 3? I think Gen Blaziken Gen
2: was the first one. Blaziken? Okay. That's that, that just... I don't know. Uh, uh, I, will, I know Gen 4.
0: Yeah, this is this is a big blind oh. spot for me. Um, I mean, I'll I'll... If you think it's Blaziken, I have no I, I don't, I
2: don't, I don't. Um,
0: I'm trying to think of. Well, what was it in the anime? Was that what was teased in the anime?
2: It uh, could have also been a zero, as a possibility. Okay. Because I, I know, know Munchlax is Gen 4. Munchlax or Bond 3 was Gen 4. I don't know anything about Gen 3, though.
0: Gen 3, yeah. i'm Not a clue. um I'm going to need an answer. My God. mind would
2: say either Blaziken or Azurel are the two that come to my mind. Azumarill isn't... No, no but like... Gen 2 had Meryl and Azumarill. And if I remember correctly, Gold or Silver had one of the two of them, right? Okay, and Meryl was is Gen the three? partner of Lyra. Okay, well, so right. that was That's my guess for why it could be that, but I also don't know why I'm thinking Blaziken and remember Blaziken from the anime, but I
0: could be wrong. Well, I'm I'm just going to say Blaziken. All
2: right, Blaziken it is. This. Let's go.
0: Blaziken is unfortunately incorrect.
1: The correct answer is Kecleon. Yeah, oh, oh interesting. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. It was well, one of the
1: first Gen 3 Pokemon uh, shown in the anime as well. There's an entire okay. episode called... Uh, oh, it was the first one, actually. Um, it was an, an episode called The Kecleon Caper, where they're on some kind of blimp and these two Kecleon are running around. Um, It also introduced a purple Kecleon in the episode, uh, and Kecleon could just never be purple.
2: Oh, uh, the same one that's in uh, Mystery Dungeon.
1: Yeah, the Mystery Dungeon one was purple, too. I think there was a point during the development that they thought Kecleon might be different colors, and then they just never followed through with that. Yeah,
0: that's probably for the best.
1: Yeah. Uh, It would have been better if they would have just made that Kecleon shiny, but they just didn't. All right. Well, that is zero for one, unfortunately. Your next Uh. question...
2: (laughs) It's going to start. come
1: to you from the once-in-future gamer. Okay. Some moves have secondary effects. Like when you use Thunderbolt, you have a 10% chance to paralyze your opponent. There is a move that has another secondary effect that is the only one that has up to a 70% chance of the secondary effect occurring without anything added to it, like Serene Grace. What move is that?
2: That has a 70% chance? percent Of the 70%.
1: secondary effect occurring. Oh gosh, what would this be? Um I will say uh, that Oh, it... oh go uh, ahead, Claude.
2: Oh no yeah. I'm I'm I I just when I saw this recently in when I was going through showdown moves. Um fried nuggets.
0: This is an electric move
2: move. Electric?
0: Uh so, ooh, what would be an electric move that has that
1: It affects the user with its secondary effects. It effect. Oh,
0: like charge beam?
2: I don't is charge beam seventy percent or is it fifty?
0: I I have no idea.
2: <laughs> Ooh, but um, you're right. That could be it, though. It has to be Charge Beam. It's the only move that does anything.
0: Yeah. I don't know. You go with Charge Beam.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's go
2: for it. <laughs> sure.
1: Charge Beam is correct. Oh. Uh, it has the chance to increase the user's special attack by one stage.
0: 70% though. Wow, I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah.
1: All right. This next question is your Pokedex entry question, as always. It is from G. McP. Oh. Uh, this guy this guy again oh, uh, it's pokemon him. y entry reads this pokemon lives in caves and in, in volcanoes the fire within the tuft on its head can reach 600 degrees fahrenheit who's that pokemon uh, okay so it lives
0: in volcanoes it has
2: a tuft on its head yes oh uh, all right i have to now think of every fire type pokemon
0: which generation is that? Sorry, which... Pokemon um,
1: Y. So, Generation Pokemon 6. Y.
2: Okay, okay. So, we know it's only up to a certain point. Okay. Uh, it could be... Uh, Volpex or Ninetales, I don't think. Live They don't in
0: volcanoes.
2: So, you find one in a volcano in... Uh, Legends Arceus. Just okay. Um, just... You know, it may I mean, not that- be that. It's just... You can find it in a volcano... So there's um, certain
0: mons that are like that's like their thing is they're in volcanoes. So like um like uh actually quite a few now I'm thinking about it, quite a few do live in volcanoes. Um
2: could also be like a Hesilian uh G ge- uh, gra- um ooh, uh uh uh, uh in Engine six? Oh Pokemon Y, yeah. Pokemon oh, yeah. Y. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't, nah, um, never mind. I will um, stop
1: I- you from answering something stupid, like
0: I don't like Tertenator. <laughs> Yeah, right. I, um,
2: I don't know why my mind goes to, you know, Volpex and Ninetales, or specifically Vulpix, but, you know, see, I was does. thinking
0: more like a Camerupt.
2: doesn't have a tuft on its head, though.
0: I feel like there's some fur there, right? But I don't think the tuft is special.
2: I, I guess it could. Um, if you want to, we can go that route.
0: Uh, dude, I don't know. I mean, the other one I was thinking would be like Magmar, but I don't know if you'd call the thing on its head a tuft.
2: Yeah, I don't. I, I wouldn't call a it volcano's.
0: a Tuft, but yeah. Um, I don't know. You want to? Well, we have two chances here. You want to just do volt? Uh, do you want to do Volpix or Nine Tails?
2: I would do uh, Nine Tails. Nine Tails. Okay. Why not?
0: Yes, Nine Tails. It is.
2: Nine
1: Tails is unfortunately incorrect. I'm going to have okay. to give you the next entry. This is from. Sure. The, it shares the same entry in Pokemon Black and White 2. Um. I, I tried to find you another entry but these are the only entries that exist <laughs> or like they get cut in half and like shoved like it's all the same things like I'm going to give you all of the information we have in game about this pokemon. Um it is well, it's in J5. it is uh, it says very intelligent. It roasts berries before eating them. It likes to
0: help people. What?
2: Oh, okay. wow. It, it lives in ocean
0: and berries.
1: Yeah, uh, the, the other entries the uh, from black and white uh, when in it its anger, the temperature of the tuft on its head reaches 600 degrees Fahrenheit. It uses its tuft to roast berries. From Pokemon White, this Pokemon lives in caves and volcanoes. With the fire with within the tuft on its head can reach 600 degrees Fahrenheit. I love it when they just recycle the same ones. They've oh, really? literally just recycled all of them. There is
0: no so, difference. Um well, so I'm, you, you uh, what this tells us, this Pokemon sucks. Oh, it does. The tuft because, on its oh, head. Oh, it okay. Um, <laughs> Nothing because, why t- else would it have such a poor selection of Pokedex entries? If All right, if it
2: sucks, then it has to be Simiseer. Ooh. Oh, That's the only option.
0: Okay. Actually, I support this. Yeah.
2: Let's uh, do it. Oh, well, Simiseer does have the gluttony ability, which is let's eat berries faster, so yeah. let's go with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it.
1: Simiseer is technically correct, it is Panseer specifically. Okay. Okay, fine. Uh, it is it is semi I will accept Simi Seer as an answer. <laughs> um it is one of the Pokemon that's like just not coming back. It does not <laughs> like it's one of like the seven that's missing after everything. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Uh, but yes, uh Panseer is gone. Uh <gasps> is is the answer. That is uh two for three. Your next question is gonna be worth up to you know what, I'll be generous today. Up to four points. Wow. Uh, okay. There are 10 answers to this question. Oh. Uh I I will give you a point for each one you list without going w- over your 3 strikes. Um this is from Right on Rocks. What 10 Pokémon have a base stat total of under 200? Under 200.
2: Okay. 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 I have to just put my mind in that mindset and I can figure this out. So we have to start with thinking about all of the babies, because the babies usually yeah, right. have you know, the lowest stat total. You
1: um, do have to lock these in, by the way, and yeah, we'll go with that. So
2: my mind, I, I know for a fact um, Sunkern is there, because Sunkern yep. is always joked yep. about yep. having S- the lowest. Um, Sunkern
1: is one. correct. It's actually
2: second lowest to solo form wishy-washy.
1: That is also Ooh, correct. Okay. That is two yep, of them. them.
2: The single fish is there. I know a reel is there because we talked about it so much earlier that I know it's there and know it's at the bottom.
1: That is there. That is three. You only need one more. Uh, I don't need you to give me all seven that you're missing. But
2: um, and then uh, uh the only other th- oh, then there's a whole bunch of bugs.
0: Like Caterpie, would that be that? Low? Yeah. I'm,
2: I mean, it's probably there. I think Caterpie and Weedle are both there. We're for- gonna lock yeah. those in. Yeah, let's yeah. lock them in.
1: Those are both correct, Caterpie and Weedle. That gives you okay, five. Okay. That gives you five. All right, well,
2: let me see if I can do this though. Okay, um, I think it? I think Snom is in there.
1: Snom is in there. Yes.
2: Is Blipbug and Wurmple also in there?
1: Blipbug and Wurmple are also there. You are only missing two now, sir. Oh, <laughs> uh,
2: gosh. Okay. 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 Um, there are two more bugs. Um, or there's at least one more. This. <laughs> that's all I'm thinking of the bugs. Um, is Magikarp in there or no?
1: No, Magikarp's not there. That's your first strike.
2: Okay, okay. What's less than Magikarp? I thought, thought Magikarp was 200.
1: I think Magikarp's Magikar speed's base 90, so I think that's a problem. Yeah, but
2: its based stat total is 200, I think.
1: Uh, Well, we're asking for Pokemon under 200.
2: I know. Oh, okay. I then nah, 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 That's my problem. Um, What's, what's as weak as a Magikarp? Feebas, maybe? No, Feebas is also 200 with Magikarp. Uh, okay. They're basically the same stats. Oh, yeah. That's um,
0: right.
2: Oh uh, gosh, this is killing me. I oh oh uh Gen Four bug, Croquetot.
1: Croquetot is there. Ooh. You have one more. Yeah. yeah.
2: Crud. What else is? His I mean, you don't weak? have to get it.
1: You got all the points. No, this is
2: this is for pride now.
1: <laughs> what
2: else is garbage weak? Um, and the fun part is all the two hundred like base stat Mons are either were designed to be super weak in that generation. Or just very early in the first couple gens. I don't think Wimpod is there. Is Wimpod in it?
1: Nope, that's your second strike.
2: Dang that it. Um, um, I, I can't figure out the last one. Mark, throw out a guess.
0: Um. Honestly, I don't know. I think, I don't know, Pichu? But I feel like Pichu probably has over 200.
2: I think it does too. Um. Snap. I'm going to kick myself for not knowing this too
0: hot, yeah. I think you mentioned that one already.
2: Would Shedinja be under there?
0: Ooh. Shedinja?
2: Shedinja.
1: Is that what you're locking in?
2: Because it has the 1 HP.
1: I'm going to need an answer here. I'm not going to let you keep Uh, wasting time on a question you've already got all the
2: points on. I would get Shedinja then. (laughs)
1: Shedinja's incorrect. Shedinja's is like 232 or 236. So what's the last Um, one? The last one is Ralts. What? Oh,
0: that's right. yeah, yeah.
1: That's one of rolls. Dang. Pichu's at 205. Um, yeah, Closer than yeah. I thought. Yeah. Close. Oh, all right. Well, you guys got four there. That gives you a total of six for four. We're going to ask you your base stat question as always, as your last question.
2: What's the lowest water type base stat total Pokemon? This is from
1: Snackered. What not fully evolved steel type Pokemon has the lowest special attack? Okay, so not, not fully evolved. fully
2: evolved.
1: Steel type, lowest special attack.
2: Uh, okay. Um, Alolan Sandshrew. Yeah. Do you like that in? I think it's like 10.
1: Uh, sure. Alolan Sandshrew is correct.
2: No, nice. Uh, with a base stat <laughs> of
1: 10. Ah, um, oh,
2: okay. 10.
1: Bronzor I- and Pharaoh are next with 24, and then Tinkatink with 34.
2: I had no idea. My only thought was, all right, I think it's, I, I knew the sand slash line has piss, piss, piss. Yep. Special.
1: You are correct. That gives you guys seven points. Let me add mm-hmm. that all in. Uh, it's gonna <laughs> Not change. So bad. Uh, no, uh, you guys recovered pretty well because I gave you four points on the question that Claude knocked out of the park.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I take no responsibility.
1: Uh, i I was very generous. We um,
2: appreciate it.
1: All right. In first place, we've got Whimsicott with 24. In second place, we've got Linian with 22. In third, we've got Shark with 19. In fourth, Sublime with 17. In fifth, a tie between Claude and Market, 15. In Ooh. seventh place, we've got Seth Bilo with 14. In eighth, Jushiro with 13. Ninth, Basket and our sigma are tied with 12. And in the 11th, we got Dr. Shamu with five. It's whoever hits 41st. Wait, first.
2: 15. Oh, it's forty! Dang, Nabbit! If it was thirty again, I could. I'm like, all right. If I get an eight and a seven, I can make my way to thirty in the next nope. two weeks. And- nope,
1: it's forty to make you think. <laughs> to make you <laughs> think, can't do it in four episodes anymore, Claude.
2: Darn, there goes my chances.
1: All right, so we're gonna end it here, guys. If you want more Pucco's Poke Quiz, be sure to tune in next week. But until then, we're kicking on and over. We're kicking it on over to the topic. We have another review. This one is going to be from SpartanTHX117. Five stars, Longtime listener. First and the first time I've ever written a review for a podcast, I first started listening to your podcast when driving to meet my girlfriend on the weekends, when neither of us had to work. Since then, we've moved in together and become engaged. The both of us have been playing Pokemon since we were kids, and we have both listened to your podcast when traveling or working around the house together. We may not score too well on the quiz part, but we always enjoy the topics and conversation between the hosts and guests. Keep doing what you're doing. Well, thank you for that, and congrats on the engagement. If you would like your review read on the show, leave one, and it might be read. Until then, guys, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. Welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be our Pokemon journey starring Claude and Mark. Maybe just Claude, depending on how much we let him talk. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. The way this is going to work, we're just going to have these guys tell their story. Tell us about significant things from their Pokemon past and what... They can remember. Uh, if you right, like so this episode, of course. Go ahead and uh let us know. We appreciate All it. Right. But Claude, go ahead. Yeah. Uh like so, tell us uh, where did it start? How did it go? Uh what's uh yeah, how did it start? Let's start there. Sure.
2: Um so picture this. It is the year nineteen ninety-nine, uh, Christmas morning. Okay. Little Claude wakes up, uh, you know, unwraps his presents and happens to get the Costco bundle.
1: There's a Costco bundle?
2: There was a Costco bundle.
0: Okay. Wow, okay.
2: Um, of a like the Pokemon like the Game Boy color. Okay. And Pokemon Red.
1: Okay, follow up question. Follow up question. Yes. What color Game Boy colour?
2: Uh it was like the purple like see through kind of. Oh like, the atomic clear. purple. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chef's kiss. Chef's yeah. kiss. Yes. Yeah, it was the right colour. <laughs> yeah. Chef's kiss. Granted, okay, I had no choice in this. I didn't even ask for this. Yeah, for yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I> just-
1: <laughs> no, obviously, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just got it.
2: I just got it at the age of, you know, four. But comes out, I get it. You know, like, not being able to read as well as I wanted to. You know, it took me a while to figure out what to do. Um, I I spent the first couple of days uh, doing nothing but battling Pidgeys and Rattatas with my Bulbasaur until it evolved into an Ivysaur because I didn't know any better.
1: Yeah, no, I understand this. Continue.
2: Fast forward a couple of weeks and I'm battling Brock with a Venusaur. Couple of weeks?
1: Okay, understandable. <laughs> understand. I understand.
2: <laughs> I was having so much fun just battling Pokemon I that I didn't care or tried to pr- progress the game because one I didn't know how to.
0: Claude, I got to stop you here. Yep. Did you did you only have Venusaur or did you catch anything? Yes.
1: Okay. So to be fair, I did not as a child understand how to catch Pokemon for a very hot minute either. So, so
2: now this is the thing with red, blue and yellow. I didn't realize that if you put Pokemon on the PC, you can get them out. <laughs> I thought if you put them in there, they were gone forever. <laughs> so I would, I, I played through the game with a Venusaur. I remember catching a Drowsy. Uh, I had an Oddish as well. And I think that was, that's all I can really remember. And I dreaded having to put things in the PC and having to, you know, <laughs> cause I thought you couldn't get them out. <laughs> uh, so, so this is little Claude doing this. And I eventually learned, all right, it's time for me to restart the game and play it multiple times. I eventually got so good at playing red, blue, and yellow that I could do the entire game. And I think I still can by sound alone. I, I knew it. where Sorry, I was, what? every single, like, bump of the map, every trainer, what I was facing, where all my moves were, when things leveled up. Um, it was nuts. Because at one point, my parents would always be like, all right, you you can't play, you know, anymore. And yeah, like, so I, I would...
1: <laughs> it's a skill developed out of necessity. That's what I'm hearing.
2: <laughs> so I would take my Game Boy, I'd put it under my pillow at night. I would turn on the volume a little bit so I could hear it through my pillow... And as I'm sleeping, I would play through a part of the game. And, like, you know, lights out. Because back then the Game Boy didn't have any lights on it, so you couldn't Unless see anything Unless you
0: anyways. had the cool worm light. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I remember that thing.
2: You know, I didn't want my parents to find out. So I ended up memorizing the entirety of Red, Blue, and Yellow. Or it was just Red and Blue. And I was able to play through the entire game by, you know, sound alone. And I think when they remade it in, like, red, uh, Fire, Red, Leaf, Green... My friend's like, oh, I'm at this point. I'm like, oh, you're fighting this trainer. This trainer has this and this. And they're like, how do you know that? I'm like, oh, I just do.
0: <laughs> Deep in your subconscious.
2: It, it started a, you know, love of Pokemon because, you know, that's how things go. Now we fast forward up probably until high school when Dim- when for me it was Diamond and Pearl came out.
1: Did Diamond and Pearl come out for you in high school? Maybe. I Because it came out for me in high school. Yeah, it came out for me. Uh, maybe I was in college. You're like, you're because uh, like Mark's a couple of years ahead of me. I think I'm a couple of years ahead of you.
2: Yes. Uh, was it not 2008 or 2009?
1: Uh, no, it, it, Platinum came out in 20, 2009.
2: Okay, then I'm thinking of that.
1: 2000, 2007 was when uh, Diamond Pro Pearl came out.
2: So I'm thinking more of Platinum then. So when Platinum came out, I got...
1: The better version, yes.
2: I got really into uh, the competitive scene and... I was watching YouTube videos um, constantly, and I, I, you know, had a short career as a Pokemon YouTube battler. I've hidden all of my videos because they are cringe. (laughs) Yeah. Really? Uh, Yeah. I think I posted a couple on Facebook, too, which is...
1: What was the name? What was the name?
2: Cloud Nine, Cloud Nine.
1: Oh, that's where it came from. I thought it came from... No, it came from Smash, though, right?
2: Yes. So, you know, backtrack a year or two... My, my friends were all like, all right, we're going to make our own Smash team and we need to come up with names. And in Smash Bros. Probably you can only have a five letter character name. So I, I did Claude Nine as I play on Cloud Nine. And I went to go try and get that YouTube channel and that was taken. So I had to add Claude Nine, Cloud Nine to the end of it. And that became mm. my tag for a lot of it. Okay. Um, so I had a th- small thing there. Uh, I beat the killer Nacho in his own tournament, which was really exciting. I think it was a monocolor tournament back in Gen 4, and I remember doing so much prep with my friends, and it was... I had a blast. I did very well, too. Didn't win, but did well. I
1: remember these days. If we continue, yeah.
2: Gen 5 came around, I think I, I played some big-name YouTuber, uh Wise. Wise? Something like that?
1: I don't remember Something. them.
2: Th- th- there was some name player that was big, and he beat me in Gen 5, and because we're playing with, you know, hacked Mons at the time, and, you know, I had so what? much fun playing in tournaments, because... I had a Gen 4 team, and I would go into tournaments and play online, and I just wouldn't lose. And granted, if I look back, I think half, a couple of those mons are banned now. (laughs) Mainly Latios. I think, or Latias or one of the two.
1: Gen 4 ended up banning, like, every dragon that wasn't Dragonite very slowly. Pretty much.
2: Yep. And I had, I think I was running, like, triple dragon. Yeah. Because that was a strategy, and it just won me matches. So, fast forward then to, towards college, where I kind of fell off for a while, and then you know, I got Black and White 2 and played that on my own time over the course of, like, a year. I don't think I ever finished Black and White 2 then. I think I got, like, halfway through it and stopped. Sad. <laughs> well, at the time, I, I was just so busy. I understand. With other things, and I didn't ha- I didn't have a close group of friends that was playing it up until X and Y. And X and Y came around, and I, 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 I didn't get X and Y on release, which is, like, criminal for me. Oof. But there was, like, our game society at my college... Uh, one of the guys who was my year, this is my sophomore year, was like, "Hey, uh, I was like, oh, I'm the best Pokemon player here. Like, it, it, I, like last year, it wasn't even a challenge. No one can beat me." And I literally turned around in my seat and I'm like, "I will absolutely crush you into the ground." At like, if if we did this, like,
1: <laughs>
2: in for real. And it's like, he's like, huh, "I don't even think it'll be a challenge." And I'm like, "Okay, when is this tournament? It's in two weeks. Let's go. Go out. I buy Pokemon." x i think it was no it was y yeah it was y Played through the entire game or i think i already had y but i played through the whole game built a team i got i I laddered up to like 16 1700 on showdown with it built this team went to the tournament and pub stomped every single person that was there
1: (laughs) i think x and y i think gen 6 meta is still my favorite meta of all time
2: and this was gen 6 pre-bake
1: yeah, I Gen Six pre-bank G, pre bank and pre Gen Six post bank, I think is still my favorite meta of all time.
2: So I proceeded to do that, uh, claim dominance, and then just never go back. Um, so from there, I just played competitive. I played with my friends. Like uh, I eventually found other people that played the games. We would just play casually with each other. We never, you know, got super competitive. I'd play on showdown, and then it wasn't until you know uh, I eventually found draft league with magnitude that I got you know, really back into Pokemon again and it wasn't until after college when I was bored at work looking for things to listen to that I found Puckle and here we are now. Oh, nice. wow. that I'm just, I'm just, uh, everything up to Puckle is what I told.
1: I think that's fair because we, I know your story post Puckle.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. should at this point. Origin <laughs> <laughs> um, stories. I have, I can go into specific details and stories and stuff, but I figured that's a good enough place to stop.
1: That's a good place to stop that's for great. now because we gotta let Mark have a chance, you know? Yeah, that's true. Mark, how did how did it all start for you? What was like a defining moment? Like when did you get Pokemon? When did you
0: see it? Oh man, well, so it, for me, it was the beginning. It was you know being a kid in the nineties, and you know you're being hit with that. fads that you don't understand. Yep. but you you consume anyways. I'm thinking like Tamagotchis and. Later on, it was Furbies and, you know, Beanie Babies. For
1: the record, I understood none of them other than BB Babies of the ones you listed. Like, I remember, I remember Tamagotchis being real hot. Tamagotchis, yeah.
2: They're still around.
1: I remember them being really hot. I just never understood the idea of a Tamagotchi. Oh, they're, they're just like, it's
0: so stupid, but it's, you know.
1: I know, I, no, no, like, I know what they are. I just never, like, got, even when I was a kid, I was like, this isn't fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. You keep them alive for like a week
1: and then it's like all right. I remember one Christmas my parents got us Furbies and I didn't know why because <laughs> like we all got one like my cousin, my brother and myself, we all got a Furby and I had no like I didn't understand why cuz I didn't want one. Like I remember it was like the it toy to get and so I guess like mm-hmm. as a kid I should have been like, "Oh, I'm so lucky my parents gave me like the it toy," but I just did not care.
0: Yeah, I think we found ways to destroy our Furbies over time. And really that was where the fun came from it. But I think so.
2: I was scared of the Furby after a while.
0: Yeah. Anyways, for me, you know, it was one of those things, you know, uh, especially when the cards came around and people like everybody played, like, not everybody played the game, but everybody had the Pokemon cards. I right? remember
1: that. Oh my God.
0: And like everybody. And so, you know, it was one of those things that you just, it was this phenomenon that just happened. And it was like, okay. Um, I remember getting red, and uh, playing that game, you know, from start to finish, I beat. I got one hundred fifty. One hundred fifty completed the game, um, and I really loved it. And I really liked the um, the other aspect of it was the internet, which was around this time when people really started. Like the internet was really taking hold in society, right? I do, remember and that, so yeah. there were, there were so many rumors because of Mew. And one of the things I did at the time was I started, you know, reading, going on AOL and reading, um, you know, web, you know, 1.0 websites. There was like really like Geo City type websites yeah, or yeah, whatever yeah. else they were. And like, I missed. Proto Internet. Just going down. Yeah. you know, you're just going down rabbit holes, looking at guest books and forums and all kinds of weird stuff. And eventually I came across a web hosting service and I created my own Pokemon website. Of course, it was full of false information, like just <laughs> full of it, like just fake tips on how to get Mew, Um, because, you know, missing number was the other one, right? Missing No. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So everybody had missing no, and, you know, I had, oh, this is the other thing. Um in My original team, the very first Pokemon I caught was a Rattata, and I named it Fang, and I kept that Rattata the entire game, got it to level 100, beefed it out with everything that I could, and I had this, like, uber Rattata and that was like my my signature pokemon gen 1 um so how untell that terrifying. was that was yeah um you were the original was, youngster joey <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it was great i, I loved rattata and uh, that rattata especially like i even brought over to uh, gen 2 when that came out um, but i remember like getting involved in the politics and the fighting that would happen on these like website uh, rings. You know groups and okay you need to
1: you need to explain that like what
0: fighting was okay okay please continue
1: i i am enthralled right now i love internet history
0: here is one that i personally did this is my first like real internet win as like i don't know how old i was like eight (laughs) nine okay so you know i was making websites and thinking i knew what i was doing and like messing around with html And somebody created a, there was this, I forget what the name of the website was, but there was a Pokemon website where the main way to interact with each other, it wasn't like, you know, not everybody had forums or message boards, but they had uh, the guest books, right? Yes. And The guest books were super active and um, that was how people communicated like as casual users. It was so toxic of a place, right? That they ended up having a poll on like, okay, should we shut down our guest book? and i was like i hate this guest book i hate all these people on here <laughs> they're all a bunch of the words i can't say on this podcast and so i spent an entire day because you could vote as many times as you wanted oh my gosh i spent the i spent the entire day just downvoting this thousands <laughs> of times thousands of times and eventually like this was like a i forget the name of the website but it was this really it was one of the biggest pokemon websites there was at the time and like fan websites and they shut down their only way of communication because i decided i didn't like the people who Because were on some there. child hated them. Yeah, exactly. So that was what i did. <laughs> that was one example.
1: Well, you assume it was just you. Maybe a lot of people hated it though.
0: Oh no, no, no. I watched it happen in real time because <laughs> i was clicking and refreshing this. I i knew that i was the one who nuked that match, that message board and i made it so it was it was 99% no. In one percent, yeah. So there was like zero percent chance of them, you know, arguing otherwise. Uh, I after I loved Gen Two. Uh, after that, though, I kind of stopped playing. When it's Gen cool Four came school. out, I mean, yeah, I think everybody kind of goes through that, right? You just kind of stop.
1: I wish I would have. I oh. <laughs> well, except for you, dude. I'm a broken person in so many ways.
0: <laughs> well, you know, like. My next interaction with Pokemon came from Gen 4, like, uh, when I was starting to go into college, and people uh, who I was friends with f- never played, never really talked about Pokemon or anything. And we picked up um, – I picked up Platinum, and we ended up uh, – they had some, like, little cartridge reader thing he got from China, and um, we ended up learning how to hack Pokemon, and that was the thing. Oh,
1: like the action replay? Uh, it's probably something more akin to, like, the Flash Boys and stuff, I would imagine.
0: It was something that allowed you to basically go in and edit the game. I don't remember. I still have mine. It's here somewhere in my house.
1: Because I remember having the
2: Game Shark. It wasn't a Game Shark. Action no,
1: replays no. existed at that time, but there were other things like there's more sophisticated toolage that existed.
0: Yeah, I don't remember exactly what it was, but uh, we we edited all. So I like I was like, man, I missed like uh, two generations here. So I learned you know learning about all the Pokemon and I gen a ton of stuff. And I remember being at the time a summer camp counselor and a couple of my volunteers were playing Pokemon. Like, you know, they're kids, like teenagers. And they were like, oh man, you know, I'm so tough. I'm so cool. And I was like, ah, I'm going to fight you guys. (laughs) With my, and little did they know, I had these like totally illegal, like hacked Pokemon. I just stomped them into the ground. Um, But then I didn't, Uh, oh, I was, I guess the only, only thing of note from there was... um. In college I was in an experimental band and we recorded a um, an audio track of us talking and we were gonna like play it backwards over a guitar if it was gonna be artsy, right? And we um, and one of the things they went around and asked everybody as part of this conversation we had was what's your favorite Pokemon? I remember thinking at the time, like, man, I haven't thought about this. I have no idea. And I said Skarmory and they just totally chewed me out for that.
1: Why? <laughs> Skarmory is the-
0: a perfectly cool Pokemon. I think so, too. I love it. But they didn't think so. They they're like, oh, it's hard to, to catch. It. Anyways, that was like the la- one of the that last means things it's there. A, that's even a better defense for why it's cool. I know. Um, the other th- When I re-picked it back up, I was um, living in Washington State in a cabin in the foothills of the mountains. Um, I remembered for some reason that uh, Pokemon existed because I had no internet. By the way, I just want to say, like, I've lived the tiny house, tiny cabin in the woods life. And I know it seems very romantic to people, but I will tell you right now, it is not. Some, some aspects of it are good, but it really just kind of, it's very isolating. It, my experience in the cabin in the woods thing was not fun, but I did, um, totally end up, cause I didn't even have internet or anything, but I to- did totally go into town and I bought, um, I bought a DS and I bought a game. And I bought a Pokemon Y. And then I bought one of the Oras ones. I think it was, um, oh, Sapphire and I used and I got reintroduced to Pokemon all over again. And from there, I kind of fell off again because I ended up playing the games pretty hard. I bo- beat both of them. And then I uh, played a Lola a little bit and uh, dropped off until the pandemic. And that's when I started having to t- make a long distance drive. And, uh, that's when I re got reintroduced to, to Puckle. But right around that time was also when I started uh, dipping my toes back in Pokemon a little bit. And I think for me th- at that time, the thing that changed the way how I approached it was more of a collecting standpoint where I wasn't looking at it just from one game, but like bank really changed the way I looked at interacting with the franchise. If that makes any sense. Dude, bank is the most exciting thing in the entire yep. world. It It was, I mean, um, so like I use, so I was like, wait a minute, I can have a collection that's beyond just what can exist in one game.
1: I've really, I like I said it before on the show, but I really like the way that home's kind of shaping up to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, so- the way that home is being implemented kind of softens the blow of Dexit a little bit in that. It does. In that everything can go everywhere currently. Right. Like you, if a Pokemon is in BDSP, Arceus and Sword and Shield. So I mean Gyarados and I don't think any other Pokemon. It can go to all of them, which is, yeah. I think,
0: super cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what happens when it gets connected with Scarlet Violet. But uh,
1: that's the curiosity. Like, will we be able to take a? Uh, yeah,
0: can you take things back? Can you
1: take a Vespaquen through you Jones know,
0: from because that's ever, It's
1: in all of these games for some reason and move it around. That's what I want to know. Yeah,
0: but anyways, yeah, that was kind of the gist of it for me. Um, like I said, I think for me, it was a big part of it was. Um, through the years, sort of the interaction with early internet and really just sort of finding ways to cheese the game in a lot of ways. Like I didn't really learn a lot of the, um, like how to breed really, but like how to breed well, for instance, until, I mean, I picked up the game when I was living in the cabin again, that was, you know, I had touched the game several times before then, but like didn't really ever interact with it on that level. Um, so I don't know. So here I am now, but I think that was – it's just been a thing, probably the only real constant uh, franchise for me over the years, which is kind of weird to think about because, I mean, at the time, you know, in the 90s, you, nobody really can thought that it would stick around at yeah, all. Yeah, they
1: thought it was the Tamagotchi, and it was going to be gone in two years. Yeah.
0: Well, because then you also had like Digimon,
1: right? Yeah. It came mm-hmm. on around that time. Yeah,
2: but Digimon wasn't the same.
0: No, it wasn't. But in,
1: in the people's minds, it was. To the outside observer, I think it seemed like it was the same thing. And to people who actually understood, like us, obviously,
0: it's not the same. No, yeah, it, right. It, like it was different, but it was it was similar enough. Yes, um, I think to an outside viewer, but yeah, same with like a Yu Gi Oh.
1: Yeah, Yu Gi Oh is kind of the same way. My my favorite memory about Yu Gi Oh and like a criticism towards it was uh, I I I was at like some church function and. We were, uh, we were like waiting in line for something to happen, and some lady was complaining to her friend about how her husband like got upset that her kid was just watching a show where they play card games, and the mom had like the best <laughs> clap back to the dad. She goes, "You watch poker, you can't say anything." <laughs> Literally the same.
2: That's great. That's actually wonderful. I'm
1: just like, wow, that is a clapback. Wow, <laughs> that is that is that's my like number one memory about that. I'm like, that is that's really good. That's really good rationalization to like letting a kid watch Yu-Gi-Oh is just being like, yeah, you watch poker. It's the same thing.
0: <laughs> that's great. Because that's not untrue, I guess, to some extent. So, Claude, I have to ask, what's which is your favorite gen and why? Then,
2: yeah, yeah, uh, I, I like different gens for different reasons. Um. I grew up. I I think the gen that I played the most of was probably Gen Two, just because I I loved the game and I wanted to play it as much as possible. Um,
1: I remember that. Yeah, yeah.
2: When when Gold and Silver came out, that was like I I I loved both those games. Uh, catch like tracking down the dogs was so much fun, and Mm -hmm. um, even with the remake with Heart Gold and Silver, I put a lot of hours into those. Um, I also put a lot of hours into Gen 4. Um, as far as my favorite generation, like my favorite moments are, are in different generations. Like if it's just based on the Pokemon themselves, it, uh, this is tough.
0: Here, let me put it this way. Let me give you my example and to give it to how I would frame it.
1: Yeah. What's your answer though, Mark? Like that's also a good question.
0: For me, like the one that if I play it, if I pick it up and I play it, I immediately feel like it you know, and, and I understand like nostalgia is a big part of the franchise, but like for me, uh, the one that really like uh, captures like an emotional space for me and uh, other games don't is Gen Two. Where similarly uh, the F- Gen Four remakes, um, like I I play that, I picked up that game, and it feels like home. You know what I mean?
2: Y- yes. If I'm going to pick up like a game and play through it again, it's only ever Heart Gold, Soul Silver. Okay. Like that's the only like main series game that. And now black and white, too, because I really enjoy black and white, too, right now. Um, but that I, I can I, I could go back to over and over again and like, all right, it's time for me to play through this game again. And I'll just play through it. And I understand, like, the grinding sucks, but I don't care. Oh,
0: yeah. It's oh, man. Um, like, <laughs> see, and for me, you know, I played through it. Uh, Gen Two originally with like the last stuff. Like, I just imported my mons that were all, like, level 100 from uh, from Red. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, like, the final battles, it was, like, no big deal. I'm <laughs> just like, hey, man, I'm just going to curb stomp all of you. Yeah, that Eradicate did a lot of work. Dude, Rattata, Fang the Rattata, man. I, you know, and it makes you... Re- Wait, he was a
1: Rattata. He never evolved. He was never Eradicate? No,
0: never evolved it. Oh, no. <laughs> this is worse than I thought, Mark. Yep. Yeah, I had the original there.
2: No, granted. Every time I go back and play it, I only play through Johto. I don't go through all of the content.
0: You don't stuff. go through the end game
2: I don't go through Kanto anymore usually. No. Oh. I I feel like I need to again, but like,
0: dude, that was the thing that made that changed the game for me in a way. Like coming from Gen one to Gen two was that you had a post game, and the post game was the previous game. Like you're revisiting it. Like that was so cool.
2: I, I have bad memories getting stuck not being able to get Misty to show up and being pissed uh, about it.
0: You didn't find Misty? Uh,
2: the first time I played through it, no. You had to also find the missing piece that was in her uh, gym that you had to fish for.
0: Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. For, like, to unlock the power plant where she was or did something. Like, there was stuff that, like, young, tiny me didn't want to read through the text. I can
0: understand it. that. No, that's understandable. That's that's fair.
2: And Gen 2 gave me for it, so
0: yeah oh hey yeah there you go so yeah
1: okay so i'm still stuck on Feng. yeah <laughs> and so fo- follow a question okay <laughs> follow a question does alolan Ratata evoke any emotional response from you no okay that's i was just curious because i'm just like they gave him a mustache so
0: they did um i tried to embrace it because i was like oh this is great but then i was like uh i don't know there's something about the, the dark type Alolan forms that just, they don't do anything for me.
1: I, I love how, up until very recently, like we would get a lot of just like dark type Alolans. We're just like normal types? Are these dark types? Yeah, they're dark types. Now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they like, they felt very unimaginative. I can kind of understand, like, based on Let's Go Pikachu, why they did it, because they wanted to introduce like dark type to Gen 1. Right. And that's how they did it. I mean, they kind of did it with Steel as well with the Alolan Sand Slash. Mm-hmm. because i remember playing through let's go and being like oh man we have fairy type now it'd be really cool to have a steel type and they're just like yeah here's your alolan sand i guess
0: yeah and i'm like oh that's
1: nice thank you
0: so i have a question for both of you because i want to know so a uh, one thing in gen one i had a Mew. did either of you have a Mew? yes
1: i did but it wasn't ba- well i guess the glitch wasn't found for like 10 years right so yeah 10 or 15 something like it was a crazy long time yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I had a game okay. shark as a kid, you know. Okay. And you go, you go type in your like crazy hex code. I was curious. Well, yeah. What about you, Claude?
0: How did you get the Mew?
2: I remember doing the Missing No glitch. Mm. Yeah. And I I learned that there was a glitch with Missing No that lets you find any Pokemon you. Oh. And I used yeah, that. Yeah,
1: that does exist. That does exist. Okay, yeah.
2: So, like, I think it's something like that where it's like uh, there's a way to like fight a specific thing in a specific way, and it guarantees you any Pokemon you want will show up, and, yeah. like on the. And there's a way to make it be, be meal. Okay, that's how I remember doing it. I could not entirely be wrong.
0: No, no, that that sounds right. Well, I don't remember that one being on my website, so I don't know.
2: Only ideas on Mark's
1: website are the real ways to do it.
2: Like, like the uh, press start when you're fighting a certain trainer and teleport away. And then yep. go up the nugget bridge and um, you will spawn after like seven steps. And Yeah,
0: that's how it works. Duh. Yeah, okay. that's how it works. Yep. Totally not overturning a truck.
2: Oh, sorry. I mean, uh, Let me rephrase that. I mean, you have to uh, not leave the SSN sand and uh, get yes. cut from a trade yeah. <laughs> friend. So that way you can
1: go to the truck. Continue okay.
2: the game and then come back and surf under the...
0: Oh, I went to the truck. The truck, yeah. I tried that one. The
1: truck is such a, such a bait.
0: They shouldn't have put it there. They should have ripped it out of the game.
1: <laughs> They're just asking for a
2: rumor about it.
1: <laughs> I honestly think that a lot of Pokemon success hinges on, uh, hinges on the fact that it existed like in the prenatal internet.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: They had Mew. Like it was the combination of the two things.
0: It was missing number and Mew were the two things that like people like,
1: well, Missing No is literally just an oversight in their bad programming.
0: No, but people used it as this way like, oh my god, there's like this whole other hidden thing to the game.
1: Every time anybody talks about a Pokemon game being like a glitchy mess, I'm like, do you just not remember why it's popular? Like, right?
0: All the stuff that just didn't work?
1: Yeah, all of the broken thing. Like, I think most of Pokemon was us all discovering ways to break the game.
2: So that was the best part about B D S P until they patched. Yes, no, no, Ooh, no. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so yeah.
1: true, though. The same thing happened with uh, like Gen Two. Like there was all that cloning you could do in Gen Two
0: very easily.
2: You can still do it with the original games.
0: Yeah, with the I I had a ton of Entes. Yep, there's so many ways to break that game. It's insane.
1: It's so easy to actually uh, start with all three starters. It, it's insane.
2: Because I, I remember uh, what's it called? You know, back when B D S P came out recently. The best part was watching the speedrunners go through it because they found all these stupid bugs yeah. and were oh, and like you yeah. you you would sleep for the night, come back, and the world record would be broken by like thirty minutes. And it's like, what did you do?
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was it was a good time. It was a good time. That was, those were uh, these have been good stories. Yeah, I've enjoyed them. Oh, thank you for sharing. I think this is a good place to wrap up though of course if you want to email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com for next week and let us know what your personal Pokemon journey is man, do I look forward to reading those <laughs> yeah
2: and and there will be more this topic will come back in the future whenever there's a good...
1: yeah we're definitely gonna bring this back I think just to have the other co-hosts tell their stories so I'm very happy and excited to do that so definitely send in your emails I would love to read them and we're gonna have to like find a way to like publish them somewhere one of thatch's jobs like a website is to fix yeah that's actually like one of thatch's <laughs> jobs this month is to fix the website because it needs to be done before july finally why uh because puckle plus won't be on a feed it needs to go somewhere to archive it mm. on the internet so that's what we're gonna do puckle plus and ptu go off the feeds oh. and so we're gonna put the back catalog on the uh on the website so definitely look out for that. And probably a lot of old episodes, too, of like the regular show. will just go off the feed. Aww. But no, 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 not disappear forever. They'll just be on the website.
2: Same.
1: I'm going to make people work a little harder for episode one of the Puckle Podcast. Oh, that's too bad. That's it, such a great episode. Stop it, Mark.
2: God, I really enjoyed episode
0: one. There's literally a warning at the beginning of it that says, please don't listen to it yet. But you know what? I will say this. One time early on when I was listening... I had a I had a road trip like a like a two hour road trip I had to go do I'm so sorry and I just threw on those early episodes and laughed the entire as you should way. as you should it was perfect
1: <laughs> as you should I like it, I don't I wouldn't say they're like super cringy but they are definitely uh, they are definitely they're something they yeah they are something they're like unintentionally funny you you know yep I would agree. You don't, it's not cringy. I like. I don't see them as cringy, but I definitely see them as just like, yep, that's a kid being a kid. Uh, Yep. <laughs> yep. But all right. Yes. So email us at Puckle Podcast at gmail.com and let us know your Pokemon journey. We're going to go ahead and kick it on over to the Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you on the flip flop. Pokemon the episode. Welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National X number 214,
0: Heracross, the single horn Pokemon. It's soul silver entry states, it is usually docile, but it is disturbed while sipping honey. It chases off the intruder with its horn.
1: Heracross is a cool Pokemon and it had a mega, yeah. which was kind of cool. It, did. Um, it was uh, that. Okay. To be fair, like mega Heracross is actually like one of the worst megas. In terms of like design, I, just, I don't think it's as cool. Design,
2: sure.
0: Uh,
1: I think it's fine. It, that's, that's the problem. Like, I don't want it to seem fine. I want it to seem cool. Like, I think regular Heracross looks better than Mega Heracross.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I would agree with that.
1: So like, so the, the transformation from like Heracross to Mega Heracross, this is going to be like a real blow to 90s kids. Um, or like, maybe like I'm going to connect some neurons that 90 kids didn't realize were disconnected. Uh, but it reminds me of the Beetleborgs. Oh my Ooh. gosh. Uh, yeah. When, when yeah. like they became a Beetleborg, um, like he, he becomes his Beetleborg for money mega falls. <laughs> um, because it's I just like so, it. it's such a bulky suit. It just, it just looks silly. Yeah. my
2: God. Big bad Beetleborgs.
1: Yeah. Big bad Beetleborgs, man. That's, that's where it's at we're going to go ahead but heracross base 500 total uh great pokemon base 125 attack that's great uh base 95 special defense 85 speed isn't terrible either like it's a 85 is a decent speed tier um and then uh base defense is a little low 75 not too bad special attack 40 you weren't going to use it anyway no um (laughs) and then base 80 hp uh which is okay that's fine uh, Heracross is just a fantastic Pokemon, though, in that regards. And also also, Fighting for a very long time, it was the only Bug Fighting type until we got Buzzwole and Pheromosa, mm-hmm. um, and I, I guess it's the only one with it right now in Scarlet and Violet, because, uh... No, no, yeah. no, no, it's not. Oh, no, it's, it's not. not. No, it's not. Uh, who, it's, uh, who got it? Oh, my gosh. It's on this team. It's on this team. Is it? I'm not looking at the team. Um, <laughs>
2: You're talking about the Pokémon too. Yeah, oh Slither my Wings? gosh,
1: Slitherwing, that's right, Slitherwing. I yeah. always forget Slitherwing exists because like I think I think Iron what Iron Bug whatever it is is better. I what is what is the what is the future Volcarona?
2: <laughs> iron Moth.
1: Iron Moth, that's it, that's it. Um I never for, I remember I remember the past paradox forms names, but I never remember the future paradox forms names because their names are all just iron something. Yeah, just Iron, mm-hmm. whatever. And at least, like, is and so, like, my brain doesn't trick trigger as those being the Pokemon names. um, Just, like, a code name, kind of like the Ultra Beast had. So it doesn't, like, shove it into my memory like it does everything else. Like, I remember Slitherwing. I remember uh, Screamtail. I remember all of those guys.
2: See, I don't remember any of the old codes for the Ultra Beast's.
1: I know, that's why I don't remember the iron pokemon, right? Like that's why I just don't remember. Like I know Walking Wake, but it takes me a minute to remember Iron Leaves. Walking
2: Wake is an old one, not a new one.
1: Yeah, I know. I remember that's what I'm saying. Like I only remember the old ones. I I like those are in my memory because I can go those are pokemon names. I I would really love for I like I the way I imagine it is that these pokemon were created by some desire of the professor and that they that the code names became their names. Because they never existed to have real names. That's my, that's my in-head lore right now. Um, my head canon. But well, I mean, we're going to be, I'm going to be proven wrong, like by this December. So we'll find out. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. But yeah, Heracross, decent Pokemon. Um, I'm glad he made the cut for Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. Uh, he, I mean, he is one of my favorites. Uh, the only thing that I really dislike is I, man, we were talking about like Pokemon being so nostalgia based. And I remember I was playing like, I was even playing like silver or crystal or something recently. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to go get a Heracross. Like I'm going to, I'm going to take the time and just like grind out a Heracross. And so like I ground, I grinded out a Heracross. Man, gen move two move pools are just garbage. They really are. Does it like
2: not get a single fighting type move?
1: Um, I, let me look. I am pretty sure it does not. Let me see. Uh,
2: Gen two level up. Oh, it gets counter, reversal.
1: Counter does not count. Like, it was... Does it,
2: Reversal count?
1: I will kind of count Reversal. I mean, even then, like, it's Bug-type move pool doesn't exist either because Bug-type uh, moves... It's Megahorn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It has Horn. Yeah, but, like, th- what level does he learn that at? Like...
2: 54.
1: Yeah. Okay, so, you know, you're a... Uh, like, Gen 2 is not a kind game. Gen 2 is not uh, a can kind get game.
2: Theory, you get Fury Cutter? Fury Cutter? Uh, after Gen... After Fury, second, Fury
1: yeah. Cutter is certainly something.
2: <laughs> with, a, with a power of 10 and an accuracy of 95 it's
1: certainly something i yeah like it oh man you're better like, off
2: getting hidden power uh i don't
1: know bug. like like gen gen 1 and 2 move pools are pretty bad i i'm gonna make the argument that gen 3s aren't much better but they're better
2: i think they're quite a bit better
1: i, I think I, they're more coherent they're definitely better like uh, Lydian posted a thing in the discord server today that i like 1000 percent agree with and it was just like the reaction of game freak in their thought process for each game um and like gen one was like hey let's make a fun rpg gen two is hey let's make a sequel to that like really w- great selling rpg we made and then gen three was like oh man we've made a monster we've got to keep this going how do we keep this going and that was yeah. gen three and then gen four was okay we've established the pokemon formula um And then Gen 5 was, hey, let's reboot the soft reboot the Pokemon formula, (laughs) right? Um, and then Gen six was like, oh no, oh no, fix the problem, fix the problem, do something safe. Um, and then Gen seven, we've reestablished our baseline. What can we do to change up the formula a little bit uh safely? And then Gen Gen eight was, oh, we're gonna go full home console. Wait, you're telling us we only have four months? Um (laughs) <laughs> and then Gen Nine is oh we're gonna take all that stuff we learned from Sword and Shield to make a uh, to make a Pokemon game oh wait we only have four months, <laughs> and I agree with all of that.
2: So so, uh, so back to the the uh, the Pokemon the yes the
1: Pokemon the characters. episodes we do have a team we do have a team it's here uh, we do have a team.
2: This team this week is for uh mono it's a mono bug team uh, you know to increase diversity of things uh, just so people are aware. Uh, things that are banned in monotype at the moment are terra you can't terra outside of your type uh, booster energy is banned uh, the dolphin is banned houndstone is banned annihilate is banned Yu is banned and iron bundle is banned everything else is pretty much fair game
1: and this is a bug type terra team not a fighting type terra team yes. or, or not monotype team it is late and i'm talkative and it is Same. uh it is just a great day. Okay, but yes, Heracross uh, is the Pokemon of the episode. Take it away, guys, and I'll do my part when you tell me it is my turn.
2: Okay, Mark starts off with the with the man himself.
0: Yeah, Heracross. So we got Heracross with a Choice Scarf, Moxie. It's got 252 Attack for Special Defense, 252 Speed, Jolly nature. Attacks are Mega Horn, Stone Edge, Close Combat, and Earthquake. So, decent cover, yeah. You know, uh, yeah,
2: is the choice scarf user of the team, a good revenge killer with its ability moxie to get attack boost after claiming a kill. Stone Edge, stone edgequake is you know, edgequake,
1: yeah, yeah, it's good,
2: yep.
0: Um, and then next we have a scissor, it's got a metal coat, ability is technician, of course, uh, f- uh 40 HP, 252 attack, 216 speed adamant nature with swords dance bullet punch trailblaze in close combat. Uh
2: the 216 speed is for Rotom Wash. Um yeah, just a yeah, generic yeah. good bug type sweeper. Trailblaze is super useful.
1: I love that it's holding metal coat. That makes me so happy. Yeah.
2: All right. Um we also have a Fortress on the team with heavy duty boots. Um 252 HP, 252 defense, 4 special defense, relaxed nature, zero speed IVs. Uh we have Stealth Rock, Rapid Spin, Volt Switch and Gyro Ball. Your standard ha- team removal, hazard setter, remover and momentum. Yay. Um and apparently the Gyro Ball is very good against Qian Pao's Flutter Mains and Dragapults.
1: I can believe that actually, yeah. Yeah. Uh
2: and then we have one we have another offensive team cuz this team is just incredibly offensive. Um with uh Low kicks Uh, taking, uh, takes on an all, it's an all-out offensive role. Um, on this with a life orb, ability, tinted lens, um, 252 attack, 252 speed, four special defense, jolly nature, first impression, sucker punch, throat chop, U-turn, life orb, does lots of damage, hits things incredibly hard. Yeah. Um, you can also use axe kick if you so desire, but not on the team.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then... Taking it home, uh, we've got the Pokemon I forgot about, uh, Slitherwing, <laughs> holding a choice band because that's good. Protosynthesis, the ability doesn't matter though, really. Um, 252 attack, 252 speed, four special defense, adamant, uh, first impression again. So you can just kind of hit hard real quick if you need to. I actually like, I appreciate teams with like slight my priority options because sometimes that's exactly what you need. Mm-hmm. Close combat for stab, flare blitz because he can, and earthquake because earthquake's always good. Um yeah. and then you've got Volcarona wearing heavy duty boots.
2: The one special attacker on the team.
1: Yeah, it is the only special attacker on this team. Uh Flame Body. Uh it's got uh 252 special attack, 252 speed, timid nature because you're gonna go fast with your quiver dance, giga drain. This has an option for fire blast slash flamethrower. I think it's just your comfort level. Um I got it still says fire blast as a Pokemon player. um, And then Psychic for coverage. Uh, So definitely, yeah, this is a team for sure. I haven't played it. I usually play it. We're recording early this week and I did not get the chance to play it like I usually do. So hopefully it's good. If not, if you're a patron, you get this team this week. So be sure to watch out for it. We're going to be distributing this team on our Patreon. But yeah, this is the Pokemon of the episode. Tune in next week for more of those. Um, Until then, we're going to kick it on over to the mailbag. Welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you can email us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com and we will maybe read it on the show. We really appreciate it. Our last episode, we asked you to tell us what your top five and bottom five grass types were, and you guys did deliver. We're very excited for that. We are going to go ahead and read a few of those emails. Of course, This segment is always brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Taurus, the energy drink that gives you hooves.
2: Hooves!
1: Hooves. And as always, we'll give out the Green Taurus badge to anybody we deem worthy. But without further ado, our first email this week is going to come to you from Sleeve, and Mark is going to read this one.
0: So Sleeve says, hi everyone, oh hi Sleeve. I'm usually way too Northern Hemisphere-centric with my greetings and feel like I've been neglecting Liger. I hope you've been having a nice Southern Hemisphere autumn. Um, regarding the last episode, I want to say I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Actually, that's a lie. I'm both. When I saw the Bulbasaur line get the first spot in the top five, I was full of optimism. I was thinking, okay, here we go. Go-Go will be next. How wrong I was. Not only did you not pick Go-Go for your top five list, you didn't mention it at all i'm hurt
2: what they didn't didn't talk about gogoat no Claude. it's only
0: 25 minutes okay there's only so
1: many pokemon you can talk about
2: what was the list can we get a recap of what the lists were so i know how upset i need to be
1: i don't want to because i don't want this to last fine
2: go
0: (laughs) okay um but then surely sawbuck made the list i would have thought so but alas no so GoGo, the undisputed king of Kalos, and Sawsbuck, the original Horn Leech user, both missed out. On a serious note, the bottom five list was pretty solid, and the top five was full of good picks. But leaving two of my all-time favorites out made uh, me need a cup of tea to calm down. I'll just say that there are an awful lot of excellent Grass types, and that was the reason for these egregious omissions. Anyways, thanks for all the great content. Peace and love, sleeve. Oh, and uh, he says top five are Bulbasaur, Go Goat, Sawbuck, Trevenant, and Breloom. I actually love all of those. Um, bottom five, Quilden, uh Carnivine, uh, Simisage, Lorantis, and Tsarina.
1: I think Serena's yeah. old, but <laughs> that's the only one. I don't like Serena. All right. Well, thank you for that, Sleeve. Our next one is going to be from Zay Paladin. And uh, Claude's got this one.
2: What to do, Puckle Crew? It's been a minute since I last rode in. Hope everyone is doing good i'll I'll just get right to the meat and potatoes of this week's topic, however, I will list the worst grass types first because I'm a cool contrarian. Here's the grass types that, in my opinion, should have been weeded out. Good pun uh one dollive uh this pokemon just feels too different from the other two members of its line. The doll portion isn't really built upon in Arboliva or shown in small of all. I get it doll's the weak link, yes, shenatic, it's a creepier Amoongus, and it shouldn't be those soulless eyes <laughs> are cursed Leafeon. This is arguably the most controversial Pokemon on this list, purely because it, of it being a Needy Lucian. Sadly, it's just a very bland design for a Grass type, and the shiny is just terrible.
1: The shiny is terrible, but like wrong and wrong, both totally
0: wrong. The
2: shiny is terrible, but Leafeon's a great Grass type.
0: Yeah, I think Leafeon's fine. Like it's just fine. Hear like. me out though. Okay, so the shiny I think is perfect, and here's why. Is
2: it? Is it?
1: Wait, is it brown? No, it's blue.
0: It makes everything more darker green and a darker brown instead of the, like the light tan. Oh. Like the leaves are dying, right? Like in autumn.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think that's fine.
0: No, 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 no. Not that they're dying. That they're... That it's more vivid. Mm. Mm-mm. Let me look at this. I think it makes it, the colors more vivid, and I like that better than the original. Let me look this okay. up.
2: Okay. Okay. Yeah, we need to figure
1: this out. Yeah, I need to look at Leafeon.
0: It has darker green. It has darker, um, darker brown.
2: Shiny Leafeon is what color? Is it just darker green? I don't like it. I can't tell.
1: Oh, actually, actually, Shiny Leafeon is garbage. I lied. Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm on Team Claude. No. It, it, you're both wrong.
2: It's, it's completely garbage.
1: I'm on Team Claude.
2: Which is Team Z-Paladin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Leafeon's a great Pokemon otherwise, so, I mean, yes, the Shiny is terrible, but Leafeon's wonderful. Uh, Sunflora. Uh, I'm surprised this one isn't a part bug type. Uh, the stats are garbage across the board. So sunflower is amazing. How dare you disrespect my sunflower? It's Anyways, like, it's um, okay.
1: Uh,
2: the executor line. These two Pokemon have one of the worst secondary types. to Be paired with grass. While Darkie's arguably is bad. It has least immunity to psychic moves and prankster moves. Hashtag shift tree gang. Um, I have no opinion on executor. It's just there.
0: Yeah, it's whatever. All right. I'm not a huge fan, but I don't hate it. With yeah. the
2: pruning out of the way, let's go over the cream of the crop. Toads but, um, cruel. This- I wanted a regional for Tentacruel for so long, and I finally got one in Paldea. Being a variant of my favorite Pokemon had me nervous with how the design would look, but I think it looks fantastic and is one of the best new Shinies in Gen, 8, uh, Gen 9. Yes, it's a phenomenal Shiny. Uh, yes, it is. I could go on, but I've already said plenty in the discords over the month there um Ferrothorn. this spiky boy was the mascot of my draft league team last year and has had a lot of history uh with my reintroduction of pokemon in gen 7 it also shares a type with my favorite type in the game too uh no Ferrothorn is trash you should feel bad about liking Farathorn. yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay like i don't i don't disagree though like <laughs>
2: i don't like Ferrothorn.
1: i don't like it i don't like it as a grass type at all
2: uh it's a steel type it's not a grass type in my mind it's way too passive
1: it is a steel type it is a steel yeah. type yep I agree. It's too
2: passive for everything I like to do. Turtwig. Yes, great choice. Uh, this was and remains my favorite starter for every Gen 4 playthrough. I love Turtwig's personality in the anime, and imagine mine to be as tough and as scrappy as ashes. Uh, Turtwig is the best grass starter. Hands down.
0: Uh,
1: uh, I said it. Uh, Keep reading the list, and then I'll you know, disagree with you. Okay.
2: Um, uh, Shiftry. Shiftry is a classic edgy design that I fell in love with when I first picked up Emerald b- uh, way back when. Fun fact, under the sun, Shiftry is the fastest fake-out user in the game, thanks to Chlorophyll.
1: That is a very odd fact. Okay. <laughs>
2: um. Yeah, I believe it's possible. Um. I think if you put a choice scarf on it, too, it's the fastest fake-out user in the game.
1: I think if you're choice scarfed in the sun and you're faking out with Shiftry with Chlorophyll, you've done something <laughs> wrong.
2: <laughs> or something <laughs> completely right.
1: Something's wrong there.
2: And then... He goes, uh, Trico line. Every member of this line is fantastic. What else is there to say?
1: Trico's better than Turtwig. I like Turtwig a lot, but I think Trico's better. Yes, I agree with that.
2: I think it's Turtwig and then it goes Rowlet.
1: I'm with you, Thatch. I think Trico's better. It's like I wanted the, I wanted to nominate Trico last week on the episode, but we already had Ivysaur there, and I didn't want it just to be like a list of cool starters. But Trico
0: is better than Ivysaur.
2: Yeah, Trico is better than Ivysaur.
0: Like that's not even a question.
2: The problem is you didn't have Bayleaf on the list, who is the best second form of any starter.
0: I'm just not going to start that conversation, Claude. It's fine. Look, we're we're not going to have last last week's episode, right? Yeah, yeah, we're not we're not redoing we're this episode. As much as I would love that, we're not going to do that.
2: All right, just move on to the next one before we before I go for it. Then
0: this one was so
1: controversial that you guys uh, that Claude really thought about having Grass Types Part Two. So I wanted to be on that episode, so I'm really sad I
0: didn't get to.
2: So do I. Yeah. I like grass type.
1: I think everybody wanted to be on the grass type episode. Like, everybody wanted to be on that one. I ripped the bandaid off. You can have ice instead.
2: I was already pissed I missed poison.
1: You can be ice instead. Ooh, I don't know.
2: Is it just... That that list is only cast form. Hail.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll finish the email. I did. not Oh, we did. Never mind. All right. Uh, we've got one more today. It is going to be from Gigasaurus Games. Hello, Puckle Crew. Originally, I wasn't sure that I was going to write in this week, but because it's in, gen- because in general, Grass is not a type that I have strong opinions are- about. And then you insulted Tropius. <laughs> oh, no. Now, I'm not going to be a psycho who thinks that it, it should be in everybody's top five, even though it's my favorite Grass type, because I recognize that it is very much my brand to like fossils and fossil-related Pokemon. Incidentally uh, throwed cradily in my top five as well because I like the unusual design. I also recognize that Alolan Executor does the joke better, but Tropius doesn't deserve enough hate to be in consideration for bottom five. First of all, the flying banana dinosaur is just a strange design that it deserves a a laugh. Secondly, similar to Alolan the its design perfectly captures the wet tropical nature of its home region, and it did so more than a decade earlier. Third, it is actually surprisingly good in random battles on Pokemon Showdown.
2: Yes, it is.
1: Seeing it stall an opposing team to death with Bleach Seed and Harvest honestly never gets old. That is ridiculous. To round out the stats, I also nominate Shaman Landform for top 5 because it is really cute and I nominate Cacturn for bottom 5 because of Harley and because I just personally don't like its design. Hey, that's fair.
2: Cacturn, Yes.
1: Thanks for all the work you do to put together a great show every week, and I hope you have a great SauruPod-filled week. A Gigasaurus game, Claude? How can he be so wrong? Wait, what? Shame? Shaman is great. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with Shaman.
2: I think it's great. I don't think it's top. I don't think it's top five
1: though. Uh, I I would probably put it top five. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree with you. It's. I mean, it's still way better than Zarude as a mythical, so...
2: Whoa, 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 oh, yes. whoa, 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 Yes, I'm... We're not doing this yeah. now. Let's, <laughs> let's <laughs> move on before I start throwing hands.
0: We're gonna throw hands. You know what, Claude, we'll have a bonus
1: episode, you you and me. Bonus episode, Claude and Mark give their top five grass and bottom <laughs> five. We just argue about grass types for an hour. Yeah, that's a, that's a Patreon exclusive right there.
2: <laughs> just do wait, you know, like... We'll finish all the types, and it'll be, all right, we're going to go through the top five Pokemon of all time, according to these two people.
1: (laughs) We're going to have to figure out what to do when we're done with all the types. I have a lot of ideas. We're going to, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out.
2: Top five special attackers.
1: No, 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 no. It's going to be way better. It's going to be way better than that. All right. Uh, Well, thank you for these emails, guys. Did any of these
0: stand out to you guys? I kind of like Sleeves, actually.
2: Don't they all have the Green Towers I mean,
0: back? I agree with Sleeve 100%. Yeah, I agree with I Sleeve. I mean, I love Go-Goat and Saw's buck, so.
2: Tragic that it was missed.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's really bad.
2: He corrected our wrong. Yeah, uh, he gets it for that. Yep.
1: Yes. He corrected our wrong. So, Sleeve. So I'll pick Sleeve.
2: Yeah, Sleeve. Just just for Go-Goat.
1: Sleeve gets it. Yeah, just for Go-Goat. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. If you want to, I
0: do like Tropius.
1: If you want to email us next week with your Pokemon journey, please do it. Pokopodcast at gmail.com. And we will go ahead and give you a, uh, get a chance to read it on the show. If not, we're going to find a way to get it on the website when it doesn't look like trash. Um, until then though, if you want to hang out with us, uh, you can always hang out with us at pucklediscord.com. You can of course go ahead and follow us over on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Additionally, you can go ahead and, uh, follow us, uh, follow us on youtube and twitch uh youtube.com slash and twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast i think we might go back to twitch because i want to start doing a uh a like a global nuzlock. i guess we called we called it a whimsalock, but i don't think people understand what that is anymore because it's been years yeah but i really want to do a uh a nuzlocke where you can't repeat pokemon where you, i'm going to go through gens like one through seven but you can't uh reuse any of the same pokemon like dupes claws exist throughout the whole thing
2: one through seven one through nine
1: uh, I do not believe that you can properly play a Nuzlocke in Generation 9.
2: I- I think you are not trying hard enough.
1: I do not want to do the thing where I close my eyes and just run into the field.
2: Oh, no, 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 no. You, ran, you randomly number generate it. You take all the options.
1: I do not want to do that. I feel like that's too much work. I would just rather have the game do the work for me.
2: You just put all the Pokemon in a number generator and you click a random button and it tells you what you have to catch.
1: That is literally more work than- <laughs> Literally everything else, Claude. Yeah, but that's
2: how you... Claude, I'm not having this discussion right now. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, that is going to be coming up on uh, on Twitch slash YouTube here in the near future. Uh You can join in and help nickname those Pokemon and hang out and have a good time. Uh, of course, you can uh, also support the show in a couple different ways. One, you can go to TrollandToad.com and use code PucklePod5 at checkout and get 5% off. It helps support the show if you do that, uh, if you want your trading cards just like Thatch does. Um, you can also go ahead and check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash puckle podcast where we do cool Patreon hangouts like we just did before we recorded the show. Um, well, It was really fun. We got to sit down and play Jackbox with a bunch of the patrons. We also want to add and uh, we do Pokemon distributions Uh, and m- maybe soon we'll get some of those uh patreon exclusive episodes out um i really want to do some stuff with uh with the co-host and have a good time it it, claude and claude and mark's episode you can go over there where they yell about grass type yeah all right though guys other than that i have been trainer thatch
2: i've been claude nine
1: and i'm mark and here in the Lavender town radio tower it's closing time